Hello, everybody. No, 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 Stop this. What do you mean? Stop. I was, I was gonna do the intro. No, 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 no. I was gonna. For the past few weeks, it's like a storyline. You tried to integrate yourself into, into the intro. Last week you forgot. So I thought that was the end, just you just gave up. But this week you're trying to steal the intro? Hello everybody and welcome back no, to no, the Timeless no, Podcast. No, 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 that's the intro no, right no, there. No, it's not. That is the intro. It's not the intro. The intro is hello and welcome to the Timeless Podcast. I'm your host, I, Alex I Kingdom. Joined today with only one of the co-hosts. It's me, Callum. It's, yeah, it's Callum. <laughs> um, yeah, Callum, as unfortunately, he's, he's a bit busy actually. which is Callum has, has died. Don't say that. <laughs> Callum, Callum is completely fine, healthy. He's happy. He's all good. He's just a bit busy. He's uh, got. He's gone to a farm up north. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry if you're listening to this, Callum, because I know he does normally. He listens to oh. some of it back. So I'm really sorry if you're <laughs> if you are listening to this, especially this week's episode, because you're not in it. But oh no. We've, we've, we're, we're having our way with this episode. Yeah, this episode's are, a bit of a fever dream. Um, we're, we've gone off of our chosen path. We're no longer going to be doing full two-episode Mandalorian episodes. We're going to be talking of the entire series once we've both finished it, or once all three of us yeah. have finished it. So um, that should be coming in two weeks' time, hopefully, if we're so going to... obviously, we're not going to talk about Doctor Who today. Uh, if you've no. read the title, it might be a little bit of a, of a mystery of what we're talking about. We're going to be talking about our guilty pleasures today. Um, Specifically, two movie series, two of one of which you what, may have watched, the what, other one you probably haven't if you're over the so, age of 20. So... <laughs> One of which I feel like isn't that much of a guilty pleasure because it's a lot of people's guilty pleasures. And the other one is is just mental. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like if we were a generation earlier, it would be a different set of... Uh, diff- a very similar set of films done by the same people. Mm. But, uh, d- uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I'm hyping this up as if it's something... Inter- you guys probably never even heard, fucking heard of it, let alone... So but right, anyway, let's, we've well, got more. Th- we've got more things to talk about today, though. We got we got some news. We got some. We got. We finally go into David Tennant's little shop. He does it love feels, his little shop, doesn't he? It, it it feels good to say we haven't been there. I don't think in two weeks. I don't think we've been to the little shop. Uh, and I, we weren't there last week. No. Um. But first, the mandatory question. Oh, well, I just want to point out, Callum is completely fine. By the way, um, he is healthy. He's he's, he's a, healthy. He, he's. It just he's, got college, he's got college work. Yeah, because um, he's sad. So, anyway, Alex, what have you been up to this week? I have finished my book. Have you? You've been have writing you? that one yeah. for a while, haven't you? Yeah. Uh, Life on Wheels. Life on Wheels, Wheels by... Life on the Road by David Brent. Life on the Road. <laughs> uh, but, no, um, I've finished Girlsman Justice. I'm about to uh, actually properly start um, uh, At Childhood's End. Now. Nice, nice. So that's what I've been doing. Uh, also, I feel like I did something more. Oh, I uh, did, I competed in the game of Razalon, uh, which Fantastic. is the Five Doctors drinking game. Every time they say Razalon, you have to take a swig. And then I also did the quiz of Razalon this week with Callum, with our, our friend Adam Amoon as well, and some others. We were the uh, the big uh, big space Rhino boys. Uh, we came twenty fifth, so it isn't too. It's like middle mid table. We'll take it for our first go, and I think we're going again next time as well, which is. Good, but no. It was it was really fun. Me and Callum were absolutely no help on the second half, <laughs> uh, which was like the classic years. Me and Callum just kind of sat there like, because hmm. we were we were meant to wake up in the morning and watch the classic episode, but we just didn't. Um, 
Uh, it was the seeds of death, not seeds of doom, seeds of death, which I got mixed up with. Um, but so yeah, we were meant to actually uh, do that, but we didn't. So we did. We had no fucking clue. Um, and then I got the capital of Sweden wrong. I thought it was Gothenburg, but it's actually Stockholm. So it's actually Metropolis. Sure. So yeah, that's what I've been doing this week. What have you been doing, mate? You know what? I I've been doing a lot of animating and coming Nothing. up with new ideas. Oi. Animating is something. Um, basically, I've I've been working on on my art at the moment. I'm fundamentally uh, well. I'm a media student with emphasis on animation. So I've been for the last couple of years. I've been trying to get better at animation. In September, hopefully, I'll be going to university to study um, animation. I've got my place already. It's just if this entire lockdown thing still goes on, I probably won't Fingers be going. Crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, I reckon education will start up again soon. Yeah, me too. Um, literally, I think we, we discussed this yesterday. Um, I think we can now, not in the UK as such, but I think with, with some parts of the world, they're beginning to see... I don't think... Obviously not the end, but they're beginning to see the, the positive things return. Yeah. So like, they were, like Spain are now letting kids go for a walk and stuff, which before mm-hmm. was just not on the, on the cards. I know it's still things like that, but we were never that bad. So if we want, if we don't, you know, we're not going to get that bad. We shouldn't do it at the minute because, like Boris said, we've got to flatten the curve. Yeah. Good to see that Boris is doing okay though. Um, yeah, yeah. Happy for him. Um, it's certainly going to be interesting. I think I was I'm obviously I'm not going to get political, but I wasn't. I'm not a big fan of Boris, but I was a bit worried for the country when he went under. I was like. What, yeah. What, what are we gonna do now? Are we just gonna be like, mind you, kick everybody into shape, wouldn't it? Really? Are we gonna be, are we gonna be a bit of stasis? But no, now uh, seems that like in a, maybe I think by June time things will start to slowly get back to normal. Yeah. Anyhow, I, um, yeah, I've been trying to come up with with more ideas for various animation stuff. Been working on a couple of animations that I've been working on for a little while as well. Um, yeah. So yeah. We're, yeah, we're also planning on doing our own short film at some point, mm. um, which we just need to get. We we just need to find the time to script. We said we were going to do it last Wednesday, and then we didn't. Yeah. I don't know what. Did I don't know why that was. I don't know. Oh, I'll we ended up we ended up binge watching some Disney shows, which will probably be on another episode of Guilty Pleasures. I don't know. I'm I'm just that show is not a guilty pleasure. No, it's just quality, mate. <laughs> I'm, I'll be, mate. It's not even got a bad Rotten Tomato score, I don't think. Anyway, right. Anyway, um, obviously, just not. In, this week it's really a filler uh, episode. Yeah, this <laughs> is definitely I, a filler I, episode I, of the. I hate. Board. I hate to. I hate to say that, but Callum had to pull out last minute yesterday. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> so obviously the original. The original plan was to still do the Mandalorian yes. five and six until literally ten o'clock last night, and then we were just like, it doesn't really work with two of us considering we brought Callum on to you know, and then mm. Callum's got to come back for seven and eight, you know, it just doesn't. So we we're like, we'll just do it all in one go, and then you guys haven't, um, you guys haven't really been taking to the Mandalorian ones as much, which is perfectly fine. Um, that's why we set up the audio commentaries, which is coming this week. We don't know what we're doing yet, but we're filming it tomorrow. It will be new series, probably Capaldi. Um, mm. I think I think Thin Ice is the one on the yeah, card. Yeah, right yeah, I'm, I'm thinking Thin Ice. 
Um, so, but you, you'll know that on Sunday. I mean, we'll announce it on Twitter. So just look at the socials at the time as pod. But uh, are you ready to get into some news? Some news. News. Diddly dun, It's time for the news. Okay, we're back, and it's time for the news. So we got another Doctor Who tweet along. Now I don't know whether this is the next one because mm. these happen so often now that I lose track. But we have got uh, Sophia Miles, okay. uh, who played uh, Madame de Pompadour, mm-hmm. will be uh, live tweeting on May the sixth for ah. uh, Girl in the Fireplace. A story that I think is slightly overrated. I like, I like it. I still enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. I still think it's 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 fun. I uh, I don't uh, you know I just don't think it's the masterpiece that some people think it is. Um. Is that? Do you agree, or do you think it is one of Tennant's best stories? I, I do think it's one of Tennant's best stories. I really like it. I think it's one of the better ones of Series Two. Oh, absolutely! But Series Two is a crap hole. Um, <laughs> at least for spoilers for my series ranking. Um, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it because I haven't seen that episode in Yonks. Okay. I don't feel like I've I don't feel like I've watched it in about a year and a half. Hmm. Do you remember the last time you watched that episode? It's not one that I go back to. I don't recall the last time I. Hang on. I don't. I don't think I've seen it in a long while. Episode. Uh yeah, it, it. It's one of those ones that like, I sort of forget about every now and then, and then once I get to it in the in the watch through or whatever, I'll be like, oh wow, that's actually. A or randomly, episode. or randomly comes on on W. You just yeah. <laughs> I think I think that might have been the last time I saw it. It might have been. There's a there's a channel here in the UK, friendly of our uh, across the uh, across the you know oceans listeners, and um, there's yeah, like a called W. That especially I think it's own, mostly on Sundays. Uh, do like a nine episode run of just non who. I don't know they have the rights from Smith de- uh, Tenants of Smith. I don't even think they have the Eccleston rights. Mm. So I literally think they've got the the rights there. Um, to it. I know that HBO now have the right in America to, to series one to eleven. Oh, okay. On the HBO Max thing, so that's a thing that's happening as well. So you go a bit more news for you that if you are, I believe, in America, um, the new home of Doctor Who will be HBO Max in terms of streaming. Anyway, I don't know whether they're going to push Doctor. Uh, is that? I would assume that they'd want to keep it on BBC America, but yeah. Maybe HBO is getting more viewers. So if if they have struck a deal with HBO, I was gonna say because HBO is like Cartoon Network and all of that stuff, isn't it? Well, it's owned by Warner Brothers. Yeah. So I yeah they don't put Cartoon Network on HBO. Yeah, Cartoon next, Cartoon Network is on. The, all of the Cartoon Network shows are on HBO Max. Coming up next on HBO after SpongeBob SquarePants, it's Game of Thrones. Um, Do you know what HBO Max is? I know it's the streaming. Yeah, I was gonna say it's a streaming it, yeah. service. No, but it's, I, not like, I, it's not like they've got regular scheduling. No, but I thought you meant that, that like the Cartoon Network shows were on the HBO also, channel. Also, Cartoon Network is not the home of SpongeBob. Everybody knows that Nickelodeon, you peasant. Well, I, I thought you were <laughs> implying that Kate, the, the actual HBO channel on the television, which does exist... No, because you, you said HBO Max, and I said, yeah, yeah all but, Cartoon yeah. Network is on HBO Max. I'm not saying you said, that... You just said HBO. You just said HBO. You didn't put the Max there. But we were talking you... about HBO Max. 
It doesn't matter. This is your fault. This is your fault. <laughs> You're nuts. This, this is why we need Callum. No, it's not. Callum, come back. He's normally a good middle ground. Um, but, um, yeah. So, there you go. You get that. And also, we got another watch along. This one I'm slightly more excited about. The good old TARDIS monkey, who is fantastic, has set up the next classic watch-along on Saturday the 9th of May, 7pm. I'm going to read out the hashtag, you tell me the episode. Okay. Hashtag Dandy and the Clown. Oh, it's going to be bloody, um... Oh, it's it's Three Doctors. Yeah. Yay. I was uh, for some reason I was like, oh, what's the episode called? <laughs> and I was like, it's the one with the three. Do- ah. <laughs> May it be called the three doctors? Bit? I don't know. Um. So no, three doctors. And uh, the people are already trying to come up with new drinking games for that one. Like every time <laughs> they say Om- Omega, but you'd probably die. <laughs> George, you should partake in the drinking game. Oh no, nah, I'm alright. Three Doctors, not a fan? It's, it's not I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of drinking games, mate. Shut up. I, I, I guarantee you. I, George doesn't like to be threatened, so if he's ever... No, mate, I am, I am, if, I am yeah, on if you, the only water diet at the moment. Shut up. Mate, uh, we, look at we, your we, camera we, right now. He's drinking water at the moment. However, he's not, it looks like a Coke bottle to me as well, but I know it's not. I know it's water. Yeah, it's, it's inside a Coke bottle that I did not partake in drinking. Shut up, did you not? No, I didn't. So the only things you drink are water and cider. Huh? The, the only things you drink are water and cider. When was the last time you saw me with a cider? Three days ago. Yeah, and s- since then, I've only been drinking water. He's on the fucking water cleanse again, guys. He's tied to big buddy Gwyneth Paltrow. That's me. I am goop. I'm <laughs> <laughs> going on a water cleanse because it helps my skin. Fuck I'm off. going to... I get water animal. <laughs> I have nothing to say to that. No, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, please. Speaking of moving on, I think it's time to uh, move on to David Tennant's Little Shops. Oh, we got a little shop. I love a little shop. Right, George, lots of stuff to go on with the little shop. Go on, hit me. First of all, this is not good news, but it's not bad news either. It's just news. If you did, if you did actually order the series twelve steelbook, it's been pushed back to the eleventh of May, uh, rather than the fourth. Um, I would assume this is because the series fourteen collection set is coming out on the same date, so it gets been moved back. Funny story about the set. Most of you guys who are active on Twitter probably would have seen, but a lot of orders, including mine were uh, coming up as dodgy to the banks so everyone got a text from their bank or their order declined by mm. the bank because they thought it was someone else I even got a text from my bank and they went is this you? if so reply yes and then try again um, I wonder what's going on there because if you don't know I think Zoom's owned by Sony so it's not like it's own little independent thing Yeah, That's a, I don't know how they manage that how they make it come across a bit dodge it's a strange yeah. it's a strange scenario isn't it no, mm, yeah it is I mean, I'm happy that, just to clarify, I clicked pay again, it worked, so my set is on the way. You didn't pick up this one, did you? Because, again, you're not you're not a fan of these sets, so you don't want to start now. Cause you've no, no it's, like, it's not that I'm not a fan of them, it's just it's a lot of money that I don't have, you know? 
Matt Rowney just put I, I six have... of them. Really? And I think <laughs> oh I don't obviously I don't I don't know the price, GG. but it would have been it would have been upwards of six hundred quid. Yeah, that's, all, that's all, mental. All, all I saw him say is uh, thank God for my credit card. Oh wow. Uh, um, I've I'm gonna try um, next month. I'm gonna get the season twenty three box set from where you work because it's fifty quid. Um, and you know I want these sets so. Yeah. I suppose you don't. I'm um, not considering starting though, and slowly building. No, it's it's because I I collect so many mm. different things already, and if I start collecting more things, then shelf space is going to become very limited. It's like I collect uh, the art of books and stuff like that from like movies and stuff like that. Uh, so those become quite expensive, and then I think the latest one that I've bought has been the um, the art of Cuphead. It's just uh, it's a book that's just come out, I believe, and um, I'm thinking about also pre-ordering the um, Steven Universe Future, uh, the the new art book that they've got coming out, which is a prequel to one of the or the sequel to one of the ones I've got up here. I'm just talking about oh. art books now, but yeah, I, I collect art books and stuff like that. Yeah, don't let them go; we'll never stop. Um, Thanks. No worries, buddy. You've been talking about Blu-rays for the last half an hour. So. Yeah, but at least that's relevant. Um, yeah, art books are relevant. Fuck art. Fuck books. We live in 2020. Get with it, yo. How's how how was the last book that you read, Alex? That one that you were just talking about. It was good. Good. By the way, uh, Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus May fourth. Can't wait. Um, May. I'm so looking forward to Star Wars Day. You've got no idea. I'm. I won't be watching any Star Wars and Star Wars Day. Why? Because the new box sets come out, so that's what I'll be indulging in. But you, you can wait. Sure, no, I can. I prefer Doctor Who to Star Wars any day. Mate, do you not agree? No, thought... when it's literally Star Wars Day. Yeah, no one celebrated my birthday, so who gives a shit? That's because I prefer Doctor Who to you any day, so that's what I'll be indulging in. Even series, ele- <laughs> even series eleven. Yeah, which isn't the worst series in the modern era. Um, but and you, I don't even think you agree with that. It's not the worst. It's not your least favorite, is it either? No, no, it's not. My least favorite is either series. Eh, series eight, I think. Ooh, what's Alex's least favorite? Who knows? Yeah, uh, series two. No. Is it not? No. What's your least favorite? I'm not saying because it's a spoiler for the ranking. No one cares about your your ranking habits. Shut All up. Right? Um, let's just say. Oh, so you've I, been teasing this ranking for like four weeks. I now. Mate, just it, film it, it and upload it already. I'm scripting it. Well, how long does it take to script? This it's thirty-two thousand words long. You, you just gonna, need to write a list. It's no, it's gonna and no, a couple I'm, bullet points, mate. That's no, no, how no. you do things, apparently. No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing a full-on script, um, and it's gonna be like an hour long. So, okay. Well, you've written sixty pages. Almost, yeah. Wow. I'm like halfway there, but no, it's not like it's not written in script form. Uh, I'll say that. So it's not saying Alex Kingdom, and then I write down. So it's just not. It's not a minute a page. It's more like two minutes a page. It's just it's block text, um, um, but no, yeah, that's coming out. But let's just say I might agree with you. Um, Ooh. I rewatched the entire Mon series for this ranking, by the way. 
So, mate, why are you getting off the Doctor Who? <laughs> Sorry, I need to stop. <laughs> mate, we're trying to get guests on. <laughs> why are you debate? Why are you joking? Because I'm having I'm, I'm, fun, Alex. I'm kind of, I'm kind of inclined not to invite you on to the interviews, just Please. in case, just in case there's any Nazi talk. Or I pay for this podcast. I'm a co-creator. I've done every single bit of art that you can see. Even I've the done the voiceover. Ones. Even the penis one. Even even the ones that are of Alex, yes. There's no voiceovers of me. No, I was talking about the penis art, mate. The ones of you. Shut up. Because you're a dickhead. And you're... A racist. <laughs> I know which one I'd rather be. This, this podcast has divulged into something else. Um... But no, now we're in the little shop. We have the Time Lord Victorious multi-platform store. Mate, I am so hyped. Just to let you know, BBC Studios is pleased to announce that Doctor Who will be the main focus of a multi-platform story launching later this year. Time Lord Victorious will see partners including Penguin Random House, Doctor Who Magazine, Titan Comics, Escape Hunt, Big Finish Productions, Eagle Moss, Hero Collector, Immersive Everywhere, Maze Theory, BBC Books and BBC Audio to unite to tell a brand new Doctor Who story. Um, so this is... This is uh, what they said, Time on Victorious will launch later this year with products and experiences scheduled to launch over a 12 week period. Um, the, so it's set in between uh, Waters of Mars and uh, the End of Time. The story mm-hmm. will feature the 8th, 9th, and 10th Doctor's companion Rose Tyler and the monsters, including the Daleks and the Ood, with more to be revealed over the coming months as products are announced. Cool. And it's all done by the same guy. So Nice. It's done by James Goss. Are you going to be picking up this? Are you going to be indulging in... I... Yeah, probably. <laughs> some, yeah. It's going to be a lot of money by the looks of it. I know, but... You've got to buy the Doctor Who mag, the audios, the... The, 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 I, I the books. It's a mm-hmm. mental. I'm um, looking forward to this. Yeah, me too. Uh, the artwork done by the amazing Lee Binding. Whew. You did a cracking job, mate. That was... I I currently have it set as my <laughs> as my background on my phone. It is a sexy, sexy piece of artwork. But no, this is it's nice to get something quite big mm. uh, for Doctor yeah. Who. That isn't I'll... just a new series being announced. Yeah, I mean we've got a lot of classic stuff, but George isn't a classic Who fan. So what are you talking about, man? I'm joking. You rated Pyramids and Mars a seven out of ten. Seven. It's one of the best ones. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, the top two is that opinion. Prefers the modern mm-hmm. series, though, especially the Jodie Whittaker era. Um, <laughs> he's just staring at me. You now. know what? If you're gonna make up random shit about me, he likes I'm not classic. gonna. I'm not gonna do this. <laughs> he's not gonna. Take I'll make it. up random shit about you. Alex is actually a, a secret Nazi man who can actually walk. How did you know? <laughs> I've seen you playing football outside of your chair. I know your secrets. That's croquet, darling. <laughs> what? Um, I'm posh, so... No, you're not. No, you I'm pretend not. to be so that you feel better about yourself, don't you? He's just, <laughs> he's just like, nodding slowly. This is the break for the time of the podcast. This is, why, <laughs> this is why we need Callum here. This episode's divulged to absolute nonsense. Well, um, get on with it, then. 
<laughs> like that's ever gonna happen. Uh, so yeah, uh, my favorite part about this so far is Ood in a suit. Yes. Uh, I don't know what you think about that, but Ood it's in a suit. an Ood in a suit. Rose Mate. as well. Whether that be Billy Piper or not, I don't know. Whether they'll be David Tennant, I don't know. Chris Eccleston, ha ha ha. Yeah, he'll do it. Um, I'm hoping that McGann does it. I want McGann to meet Ten. I hope that's yeah. part of the story. I still want uh, an animated series of just McGann. They put it on BritBox. And call it McGann. And I could just call it Doctor Who, the forgotten series. No, just call it McGann. The McGann. Life of Paul, the life of Paul McGann. So that I'm not sure about what he does in his day-to-day life. He's just making tea. You know, eating a Doing croissant. stuff. Eating a croissant. And a croissant. Croissant. But no, we're not done there with David Tennant's little shop. Um, Are we not? We're not at all, mate, because today, literally hot off the press, announced today, the Power of the Daleks Special Edition Blu-ray. Wow. Which obviously, as you know, is Patrick Troughton's first story. Mm Mm-hmm. Obviously, it will feature everything in the last set. However, here are the exciting new features, two new documentaries about Power of the Daleks. A 1993 BBC audio version of Power of the Daleks narrated by the best Tom Baker. Raw incidental music. Photogrammetry featurette. Wicker's World. I don't like my monsters to have odopious complexes. Uh, Daleks. Oedipus. What? Oedipus complex. Thank you. I don't know what that is. Um, Daleks. The Early Years. A 1992 documentary presented by Peter Davidson. Robin Hood, the 1953 show with Petra Trouton's uh, earliest TV appearance, BBC archive footage from the regional news, and some Blue Peter stuff um, as well. Blue Peter. Additional bonus material. 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 Feature an audio commentary by Annika Wills on each episode, animation test footage, uh, photo gallery including previously unreleased and resolved full colour photos uh, Servants and Masters The Making of Power of the Daleks and this is the most interesting one Doctor Who The Highlanders which is currently missing okay so is it going to be like an audio or something I don't know it's just under additional bonus material like you say if it's missing that's going to be odd maybe they've secretly animated it I don't know However, you can pick this up from Amazon, Zoom, Zavi, and I'll tell you what, mate, this is a great price. All of this is only for 20 quid. Wow-wee, okay. On, on Blu-ray as well, like, pick this up. That's 20, amazing. 20 quid, on Zoom it's yeah. 20 quid, I'll check the Amazon price for you right now. I know, obviously, you like to normally get the DVDs, but this is a great special edition, it's got some animating stuff in there. Uh, 19 quid, for, yeah, there as well. It's out on July the 6th, so um, there's no, no rush to pick this one up. But I'm definitely pre-ordering it. I don't know whether it's a limited edition. All I know is that it's a special edition. Cool. Um, but I'm definitely getting this one, mate. I've already got the DVD, but this it adds so much as well. And for that kind of price, that's a steal. Surely. Yeah. Especially with Blu-ray quality as well. I've got the DVD out of the Blu-ray, so it's probably the best time to get something like that. Um, that's David Hensel's shop. Also, I don't know if there's anything official, but apparently the Fury from the Deep set has been pushed back because okay. obviously it needed to be finished animating obviously yeah. couldn't because coronavirus 
Um, but no, uh, oh, sorry, you can get it on DVD, but I, it's it's only five extra quid for the Blu-ray. Yeah. I'm going to get the Blu-ray. <laughs> I'm just going to see the original price of Power of the Daleks. Mm. Came out last year. Mm-hmm. So the original price is, if you wanted to get it on, you couldn't get it on Blu-ray back then, but it's seven ninety nine. so really, if, so, so if it's probably gone up 10 quid for those special features, I'm getting that. Easy move. I think a lot of people already pre-ordered it as well. Um, it's crazy times, but the phone's gone off. Who is it? Anyone important? Every week, every single week, his phone goes off. Well, this time it was Callum, so you can have a go. Just put it on silent. It's not difficult. It's a little button. Press it. It's called mute. Yeah, that is Callum interrupted us. He just has to put his phone on silent. That's all it was this guy silent. has to do. It vibrated. Yeah, I know, but you can still hear it. I'm not putting it on silent. Just I guess my, my mum calls or something. Why would? What? Yeah, but my phone's on silent. I I don't I can't I don't notice it if it's on silent. Neither do I. I sort of want to notice it though. Every single week. If it goes off next week. You're fired. If it goes, if it goes off next week, you're fired. <laughs> I can replace you. We've already got a replacement. The dandy Callum. and the clown. Um, so you're my replacements. The dandy and the clown. No? Okay. I know the reference. Do you the? Yes. It's the first doctor saying it through the scanner. Oh wow, he's actually seen the serial. Yeah. You... As he's only a new series fan, I was surprised. You know what, Alex? You know how to press all of the buttons, every single one. That that's I. You've known me for too long now. You know how to annoy me every. <laughs> you know, how do you do it so effectively? <laughs> I feel like I've like mastered the art now. You have. You like have. before, I did it without knowing, but now I know how to actually just annoy you. By the way, tomorrow yeah. we've got we've got a uh, Callum's quiz, which is coming out, which was in two days ago. But we're working as a team. Yeah. Right, I would say it's time for the review, but this week we're not reviewing anything. Mm. Yeah, we're not really reviewing anything, we're just I'll talking about yeah. a couple of films. I want to say as well, this is the first week I think in David Tennant's Little Shop history that George might actually pick up the stuff that is said on David Tennant's Little Shop. Huh? I think this is the first time in David Tennant's Little Shop history that George may actually pick up some of the merchandise that was said on David Tennant's Little Shop. Yeah. I'm going to be hounding him to get that Power of the Daleks special dish. Hounding him. Also, the cover is just smashing. I'm going to send you a link quickly. I like it, I like it when George reacts to artwork. And so do you guys, because he, if he really likes it, he'll appreciate it quite a lot. If he doesn't like it, he'll just go meh. Oh, that's sick! Oh, that looks awesome! He's now like, I might have to buy this. <laughs> it looks really cool. And it will only cost you 20 British pounds. Wowee. That's awesome. Um, so, no, George, do you want to tee up one of the film series that we're talking about? 
I don't, is this like a versus series, or are we just discussing them? We no, we're just going to discuss are them. We, are we? Are we? Because I thought we could pick which ones better. Oh, oh, right. We were going to see. We were going to uh, discuss which one. Which ones are the better films, right? By the way, this is not Screen Junkies movie fights whatsoever. We have not copied their idea. I, I, I don't know who those people are. Here we go. So this week we have got the James Gunn Scooby Doo masterpieces. Not the other live-action films, which I don't believe were done by James Gunn. The Freddie no. Prinze Jr. Uh, Coolsville version. Um, and Disney don't talk, Channel... Don't, don't, no, 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 don't say the other one. We'll say the other one later. We'll just say the other one later. Let's talk about the, the two Scooby-Doo films first. Right. And then we'll say what they're up against and talk about those films. I think I know which one I prefer, though. And I, know, I think it's going to be the cringier one. Oh my god. So, George will be defending the James Gunn Scooby-Doo masterpieces from the end And I'll be defending Disney Channel Original Movie Zone. Team Beach Team Movie. Beach movie. movie <laughs> By the way, before this fight starts out, me and George love, love both these films. This I, episode, yeah, so uh, this is called this Guilty is, Pleasures because these are our Guilty Pleasures. We, we, we're not even being ironic right now. Like, literally, we sat through one and two on the same night. Yeah. Like and also, <laughs> quick little uh, fun fact: it was the first thing that George watched when he got Disney Plus. It, yeah, it was. It was. Uh, so, uh, so if you guys are unaware with Team Beach, you're missing out. Genuinely, it's it's better than High School Musical. I'll stand by that. I will also stand by that. Uh, mainly because there's less of it, and both of the films are a lot better than the first two. The only decent High School Musical film is the third one. I don't care what anyone says. The third one's legitimately okay. Um, but no, how do we start defending? Okay, they're both made for children. Yes, yeah, let's get that out of the way first. Um, I feel like Scooby-Doo, however, has a secondary uh, target audience. Yes, it's, in that pl- it's, it's not pl- it's only on for nostalgia. children. It's, it's playing on the nostalgia. Exactly, oh. it's playing on nostalgia. It, it's, it's It has, like, man, it's got that, like, aspect horror. That sort of in the first one at least, okay. like it's got Rowan Atkinson. You've got Rowan Atkinson as a weird, weird yeah. robot zombie thing, and you also have yeah. uh, people being uh, possessed yes. by yes. by weird creatures yes. and stuff like that. Uh, oh, yeah. A spooky island called Spooky Island. Yes. It's classic yes. Scooby Doo hijinks. Yes, set it is. In, it's set set in a time of turmoil for Mystery Incorporated. Yes. You know, I prefer the second one though. So I know you prefer the second um, one. They're both they're both great. Let's be honest. They're both. Oh yeah, they're both great films. Um, I love them. Let's. I'm just gonna say this now. This is this is actually a legitimate reason. I am working with a worse creative team. No offense, Team Beach movie writers, but you've got James Gunn. You've got (laughs) probably four times the budget I've got. So should we have a look to see what budgets they were? So you you cannot mention direction or special effects. Oh, 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 absolute. What special effects are there in Team Beach? It would be unfair. Like like the surf shots. Are yeah, but but awful. those are those are supposed <laughs> to look awful because it's about a film set in the fifties, isn't it? No, no, no. I mean the the original ones where Mackenzie is doing the, the, it looks dreadful. As you can tell, it's the Maya Mitchell stunt double. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I'm not talking about the ones where they're clearly behind a green screen, <laughs> not getting wet at all. <laughs> So the first Scooby Doo film had a forty-seven, uh, for, uh, an eighty-four. Why did I say forty-seven? An eighty-four million uh, US dollar budget. Budget, budget. 
I assume the second one got more because there's more CGI. I'm just assuming. Scooby Doo 2. It got 25 million. Because you can you can tell that the CGI in this one in this one's a bit. Okay, I guess bit, they didn't use oh. as many locations. So like, I guess no. I guess they, I guess they didn't want to fly them out again to wherever that lovely island was. That's crazy how the first one got a bigger budget. Yeah, I thought the second. I mean, I prefer the second one. Uh, but no, okay, so my thing, right? Obviously, it's play it was it was uh, early 2010s. So it's playing off the fact that High School Musical just ended. It, I don't. Mm-hmm. This is going to show how much of a Disney the Disney Channel was our childhood, by the way. This is oh, one hundred percent. We are both Disney kids. This I think. this had uh, Ross Lynch, who was in Austin Alley at the time. It was playing off that. It brought in a new person in Maya Mitchell, who was I, you know, was the co-star. Was she? I was going to say she was wasn't she in anything before. No, this? she wasn't anything else. She's become a mainstream actor now. But um, and then it's it's got like a few other people, like yeah, Bertram from Jesse and. Like that British dude. Yeah, that, that bloke. That one British dude who's in in way too many Disney films. Steve Steve <laughs> Valentine, um, I think his name is. And obviously, it's playing off. It's a parody of musicals. Um, you've got the traditional kind of double act of Brady played by Ross Lynch, who like loves it. Um, mm-hmm. And you've got uh, um, uh, Mac, who doesn't like it at all, but then learns to like it. Uh, there's also a love story in there as well. There's a lot of layers actually. Um, and although they're like ogres, and although it's quite silly, mm-hmm. I do feel like there's actually so, I feel like there is such good life lessons in there about like how to you know talk to people, picking your own destiny, that sort of thing. Yeah, obviously it's very Disneyfied, so it's all magical and stuff. But I also think the characters are extremely likable. They're relatable as well. Um, they're they're more dimensional than High School Musical characters. Um, Oh, hot take. Um, but I feel like the best thing about this, I know that you can't compete with this. I mean, unless you want to talk about that one scene in Scooby-Doo <laughs> 2. I think the music is what holds Team Beach 1 and 2 together. Yeah, yeah, I um, suppose. Because without fail, I've not got those music, those songs, out of my head. And we watched it about a week and a half ago. No, we watched it longer ago than that. No, we didn't. Wait, we, yeah, we did. I got my Alexa... On Saturday. We didn't know it was way before you got the Alexa that we watched Team B. Uh, no, it was the day before. Was it only yeah. the day before? Because I was waiting for it, and that's why we passed the time. Because I thought it would come that day. It didn't. It came the next day. I was going to say, I thought that was when we started watching Zack and Cody. No, we watched Team Beach before Zack and Cody. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. No, Team no, Beach no. happened like three no. weeks ago, didn't no, it? No, it was only a week Man, and a half ago. Man, coronavirus is messing with my mind. It's only about a week and a half ago. Um, but no, I... I I also I've got to say as well. Obviously, you said there's the horror aspects and stuff of Scooby Doo. It's hard to hate out Scooby Doo, man. Um, but I generally say, um, I think. Do you know what? I think the acting in Team Beach is better than the acting in Scooby Doo. Really? I, I get they're both meant to be cheesy as balls, but I feel like I feel like the main characters, like so Brody and Mac, who aren't meant to be cheesy from the real world. I feel like they do a better job. Then the obviously the really oddly strange. The only characters that should be goofballs in the Scooby Doo universe is Scooby and Shaggy. But I feel like okay. in the those two, all those three. I'm, this is nitpicky, by the way, because I Go love on. these films. You can see the pain in my, <laughs> my eyes. I feel like I don't like the fact that everyone's got a, got to say a zinger in these movies. Like everyone's got one line or something. Um, and I feel like when Team Beach does it with all their characters, they do it because it's a. It's a it's a mic take of the cheesy films. 
Yeah. So that's why uh, Brady, uh, or no, sorry, Mac, every time is like, oh, here comes another musical thing. But Scooby-Doo actually does that, but not in like a smart way. It kind of just, it kind of just, uh, it's very, mm-hmm. I don't want to say basic, because both these films kind of are, but it's kind of a very cliche, whereas I think Team Beach is, I guess I'd say Team Beach is a bit smarter than Scooby-Doo, but... Hey. Yeah? Yeah. See, I always, I always found any... Disney original movie reasonably cliche because it's, yeah, it's the it's the entire idea of um of of oh, these two normal kids find themselves in a in a different reality and have to try to figure out a way home. Yeah, it's yeah. the sort of uh, sword art online anime trope that is uh, finding yourself in a in a long distant past whatever. Yes, yes but I'm and fighting a losing battle. I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle here. Let me go. Not if you fight it properly. Because these yep. two fil- the, these two sets of films are genuinely both very good films. This is why you wanted Scooby Doo, didn't you? Yeah, a little bit. Um, I I do prefer Team Beach Out too, but it's sort of like my reasons for liking it. Uh, well, I said the reason I prefer Scooby Doo now. I think they're both more fun to watch, um, especially as you're older. I feel like obviously as you said there is that nostalgia factor to the Scooby Doo movies, especially for us because we watched them when we were kids. Mm. Uh, but there are also some very very strange moments now that we watch it. Yeah, do you make you feel uncomfortable? I never. I know obviously we take the mick out of it, but I generally find I find the hero baby in Scooter Two genuinely uncomfortable. Like hero that is baby. that is genuinely awful. I don't. Yeah. Enjoy, I genuinely don't like Scooby Doo One that much. Really? And even because as a kid I could predict what was going to happen. They fight. They argue and then get back together. I think in Scooby Doo Two it's a lot more complicated. Plus I like a murder mystery type thing. So the whole Jonathan Jacobo thing. Jonathan Jacobo. Hawkeye's The wife. original pterodactyl ghost. Yeah. So, um, so I, I in, in defense of Scooby-Doo, um, I, I have to say putting the music up against Scooby-Doo yeah. is somewhat unfair. Yeah, it's, 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 like, it's like putting CGI in Scooby-Doo up against Team Beach where there wasn't really any CGI apart from the odd green screen. That's why um, I'm not going to do it. However... The music in Scooby Doo for me is still recognizable. The sort of like da 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 da. I thought you were gonna go with it. Yeah, that's because it's as I like sneaking around and everything. That's because it's Scooby Doo theme. No, it's not. That's used it in da 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 da. That is part of the track. Oh, I suppose. Yeah. I know, but I can still. Oh, you know what? I've never put that together. It's just slowed down and everything. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. No, obviously both. And also acting, acting in in this film. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I mean, the acting in this film are are supposed to be those caricatures that the original characters are set on. Also, Matthew Leonard. Uh, like literally oh he's, he's sensational he's great he he until recently until scoob was announced he still did the voice of shaggy maybe like, maybe maybe you could do it like man like the only thing i like better than an eggplant burger is a chocolate covered eggplant burger. and now maybe i don't know maybe it's because in those films i want to punch freddie prince jr in the face constantly yeah but he's supposed to be like the the, the no, jock no, sort no, of no 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 it's just because it? it's because i don't like freddie prince jr freddie prince jr <laughs> Fair dues, but I no, know. I'd I'd have to I'd have to say that obviously this film has a bigger. It is a bit a little bit like uh, putting a mouse versus a lion, isn't it? Yeah, like but in in size of the film and production value and all of that uh, yeah, stuff. Um, 
Uh, and also following because okay, we're putting Scooby Doo, which yeah. is uh, a thing that was based on an original premise that loads of people watch and everything, compared to an own original movie yeah. that has no um, backstory. Because they're big parts of the movies. I know that obviously you, um, obviously you can't really back this, but I am. I am gonna talk about the music because they are. It, okay, go ahead. My, obviously, we're talking about different genres here. It's like if we had talked about Harry Potter and Marvel. We just talk about the more magical side of things and how the magical world's realised compared to the superhero world and Marvel. So I, I think... feel like doing that comparison would be a little bit easier because, well, yeah, because they're both actually they, they I, are I chose sort a bad of supernatural. Okay, say we did Fifty Shades of Grey and Marvel. You'd have to talk about... <laughs> All right. You couldn't talk. <laughs> sure, about, mate. You couldn't talk about the. Sex Why is Fifty thing. Shades of Grey the one that your mind goes to? I went for the one that was so left field and the one that was. You could have been like. Oh, uh, like I don't know, doing the world of Indiana Jones versus the world of Marvel, and having two separate things from the eighties and one from two thousand. But no, I think we should. T- I think for now we should talk about Scooby Doo One and Team Beach, and then move to number two. Uh, so I think the music in Team Beach One is actually mm. banging. I t- obviously it's all cheesy crap. Yeah, none of, none of those tunes are top hits. But cruising for a bruising, mate. Cruising for a bruising is a cracking tune. Um. You know, obviously it's playing off Greece and stuff, and I've lived in a musical home. Like my family loved that stuff. They enjoyed the Greatest Showman. I enjoyed the Greatest Showman. Not. Oh, I hate the Greatest Showman. Yeah. <laughs> I really don't like. I that just film. Really, I just really like Hugh Jackman. Anything Hugh Jackman. Oh, Hugh Jackman's great. Don't get me wrong, but like it's that it's that Australian smile, mate. I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> makes me swoon. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, and also I feel like the song. The song's actually really good. Um, more so in the fact that they are there, obviously for a bit of fun and to sell CDs, but um, <laughs> they also kind of... Because that the main premise of this film is that Mac and Brady go inside this movie, they're playing mm. out the movie. I like the fact that the songs just happen. Mm. Also, I like mm. the fact that this film has consequences. I obviously Scooby yes. Scooby does, <clears throat> but it sort of feels like it resets after the second one. After the first one, sorry. Whereas you can tell. How do you mean resets? Well, like, it just kind of feels like the first one didn't really happen. They just kind of moved headquarters and that's it. They're all mates again. Don't really talk about the first one ever again. They don't. Um, whereas I feel like there is a difference between the end of Team Beach 1 and the beginning of Team Beach 2. Because I feel okay. like it's sort of like. If you want to go back to the equilibrium chat, I feel like Scooby Doo just mm. goes back to normal and they just do another movie. And I feel like uh, the characters in Team Beach 1 have actually learned something. And then they would go forward, but I feel See, like what does Scooby Doo? He just wants to get rabies. Because Scooby Doo is obviously based off of a cartoon that was yeah, originally yeah, episodic, yeah. so I feel like that's the sort of feel that they were trying to get to. But I don't think that they just because I, I think we're supposed to be led to believe that uh, the events of the second film, the second Scooby Doo film, happen a couple years later. So man, I'm trying my hardest here, man. I know, I know you are, but I have to, I have to fight back. Otherwise, it's just me sat stood here doing nothing else. I have to debate too, so I'm going to. Um, I, I do find that it's a different equilibrium to. I feel like the equilibrium for the first film didn't happen until the gang splits up, because that equilibrium at the beginning is. Shaggy and Scooby in the mystery machine eating eggplant burgers, Get and then there's a knock at the door, and that's the equilibrium for Shaggy and Scooby. 
And it's like the equilibrium for Fred is best-selling author, many faces of Fred. Uh, Velma's off working at NASA and Daphne's learning Taekwondo and stuff like that. That is the equilibrium for that. It's not the lunar ghost that happens before. It's that is the equilibrium. And then the return to equilibrium at the end is them back as a group. And that's what leads on to the second film. Uh, yeah, you've changed my mind. <laughs> Alright, end the pod, brilliant <laughs> um, But no, I do I enjoy the feel of the first one more uh, the, the team each film mm. more I'll tell you what, right, let's just talk about villains it, it, It's funner, let's, isn't let's it? Talk it about, it's... Let's talk about villains, right? So obviously, yeah, sure. Rowan Atkinson, who is Scrappy-Doo yeah. it's, it's ludicrous and it's brilliant I love the twist It's, it's Scooby-Doo it's, <laughs> it's, You know, and the fact they want to take souls and whatever And the scene where they all transfer souls there's that really yeah. awful joke where he's like, "Man, I'm in a chick's body," and she says, no, "Like, don't, no, don't look no, at that, my." No, that's the that that's the second. No, it's film. not. No, it's yeah, not. it is. Uh, because the first film. No, 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 no. Uh, I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. It's when they're they got the demon riders and they're trying to get the souls back in the right place. Yeah, that's and, and and Shaggy's like moving a skirt about. <laughs> yeah, like, and then oh. and then he's like, "Don't look at don't look at my thing." And he's like, "Already did." Um, Oh right, yeah, Freddie Prince Jr. Slap him in the face. That's that's what you're talking about. Okay, cool. I, yeah. I was gonna say I was talking about the potion scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. The where he turns film. into Tasmanian Devil. I the yeah. Tasmanian Devil. Right, the Tasmanian Devil. Love that Greek god. Yeah, that's why I, lo- I love the second one so much. Get off, little <laughs> man. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love these films. I feel like we need to watch them again soon. Yeah, them. yeah, we do. Are they still on Netflix? Uh, I don't know, but I have them both on DVD, and so do you. I I know, I'm loading up the Netflix machine now. (laughs) Um, But no, I I really... The villains in... So obviously, in Scooby-Doo 1, they're meant to be dumb. Like, it's both films, the villains are meant to be over the top. Um, Definitely, yeah. They've been taken off. I almost feel like the villains in Scooby-Doo are there for... uh, Actually, the villains in both of these sets of films are there for comedic effect. Yes, they are. Um, uh, and it's like they're sort of bumbling around and not doing I mean, much. I think well, who are, who are the think, villains well, in uh, Team Beach 2? Uh, the British... No one. I mean, I guess the villain is the time. The time, isn't it? I'm just talking about I Team... Suppose, yeah. I'm just doing number one versus number one right now. I was, it's just, it was just a quick question because I, I think, just realised that there's actually I guess not a villain. I mean, I'm also, that's going to be one of my positive points about Team Beach 2, which we'll get into in a bit. But... Okay. Um, I feel like obviously both these films are going for a camp fun feel, and I feel like Scooby Doo towards the end tried to make it a little bit serious, and, like tried to make him match okay. I feel like the fact that Team Beach kind of went for it and kind of went for the over the top, haha. And I love mm. the fourth wall breaks as well by yeah, um, when he they realise in a film. I think it's brilliant. I think the fact that they just kind of went for the really over the top stuff and that final yes, battle definitely. where they're just running around in a circle. Rather than trying mm. to go for like Scooby Doo doing a weird action set piece, obviously it's all budget. But I feel like because the first two thirds of Scooby Doo were fun and stupid with green bat creatures, and then they try and go for this yeah. like serious cult end. It's like <laughs> they, they did does sort of go a bit culty and everything. And it's like I think, going? and then Rowan Atkinson like his eyes bulge out, and it turns out the Scrappy Doo's in the middle. It's horrifying. Yeah, I, I feel like the reason that it slowly becomes more serious is that at the beginning they're on this amazing theme park island and it's supposed to be summer vacation or spring break yeah, or whatever. Even... And then by the end of the film, all of the teenagers who were yeah. on that island have been possessed by these creatures, thus making the island a bit more serious. But and... even 
even then, until the last 20 minutes, there's still like a fun, stupid car chase where that girl, who I believe is called Mary Jane, pulls her face across, and so Scooby notices. And that's a I, bunch of stupidities, but that's fun. But then they I was going to say, I don't a, think that that's half. Yeah. I think that's like about halfway through the film, isn't I it? Lo- Not I, like I, by the I end. love, I love the over-the-top fight of uh, Daphne fighting this really buff wrestler and winning. Yes, that's yeah. brilliant. And like she's doing like weird spin kicks and she, like that shit. I like. Yeah. It's when it becomes a weird cult and Scooby Doo's doing a weird flip thing. It's sort of like, so you're doing a serious tone, but he's. He's the only thing that's not serious, but then it's it's because also, he's the he's also, the cartoon character. Also, also Scrappy Doo's motivations are dog crap. Pump, well, pump. Yeah, but he, he got he got ditched on the side of a road. I don't give a shit, man. And I, How would you feel? I, if no, I I'm, I'm fighting your wheelchair I'm fight, I'm fight, and left uh, you on the side of a road. I'm fighting the battle, dude. Uh, do you know what? I think I win. You're this. doing a good I, job. I think I win this one. I, I don't know. I feel like you haven't it, let me fight back. Yet. I feel like if it's stuck with that tone throughout and it was his plan was so stupid and I didn't really show the cultiness of it like for example if Scooby-Doo if a Shaggy uh, sorry Scrappy created mm. this army of like teens and he was like I'm gonna take on Mystery Incorporated and it was all silly or whatever and then they, they defeat them before the army rises but the fact that he wanted to like murder these people and take their souls it's like yeah, it just, it's like whiplash, you know. Like well, it, even in the original cartoons, it was never that bad. It was people like committing robberies. It's, and... it's. I think it's because after Scrappy Doo was announced, basically in the actual show when it was coming out, the viewings were going down. So they added in a new character called Scrappy Doo. Uh, everybody loved this yeah. character, and then slowly everything just started evolving around this character. They got rid of half of the gang and all of that stuff. Just and eventually, it was just Shaggy, Scooby, and Scrappy. Um, and Scrappy was in place of the rest of the gang, and people didn't like that, uh, so they ditched him basically. And then, obviously, in this film, they ditch Scrappy again, and it sort of turns him mental. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he, it, it's abandonment issues basically. Yeah, yeah. But also about about you saying uh, the sort of uh, the the shift in the feel of the of the first movie. I think that is that's there to replicate the the feel um, of the island. Oh, no, in it's, that originally it's there, it was. It's there on purpose. I'm not. Yeah, I'm yeah, hundred percent. And and then the reason that obviously Scooby and Scrappy are the two that are are, are being wacky and like doing flips and everything is because they are the cartoon characters they are the ones that they can animate and they are the ones that they have control over and stuff like that it's hard to fight when you love both films so much oh yeah you're trying to find any little but no i still stand by the fact that i I don't know i just like the fact that team beach was like we got a really silly movie we're gonna stick to. i was gonna say team beach stick sticks to what it knows it is and it doesn't try to be anything else it knows that it is a basically a parody of classic uh, 80, Greece, like 80s, uh, 50s, Greece they, and they, they, Chicago they, they and that sort of thing. Sort of yeah, thing. of course. Um, um, and um, it's it plays to all of its strengths, yeah. and the music in in it is fantastic. It's on peak, and like you say, it happens so normally and stuff like that and it just like sort of slides into it to a point where literally the characters are like no we are not singing this bit but like, yeah, <laughs> we yeah. cannot do this by the way uh, do you think we should write a book like Richard Iwadi did but on Teen Beach and Scooby-Doo oh my god we totally should <laughs> um, that'd be amazing should we talk characters now yeah so I feel like I'm going to lose this one but by default see but that's the um, thing you have you have original characters that each Play to yeah. different strengths. Yep. So, Whereas I've got characters that are rooted in in right. cartoon history. Well, so I'll go first because I'm going to get slammed. Go ahead. Okay, so Brady is your traditional Disney Channel. He's like he, 
he's essentially like what's his face from High School Musical Troy, Troy virtually yeah. him but he's blonde and he surfs rather than plays basketball um, yep. somehow still has a good singing voice somehow is ripped even though he doesn't need to be but they make him ripped anyway um, okay what tell me that tell me that's not true um, it's what they do in it because um, you know like my, I think it's in the Marvel contract that all the superheroes have to have six packs <laughs> like, no I'm being legitimately serious I think in the yeah, contract probably. they have to get ripped um, obviously, I'm not saying that Brady is a Marvel superhero, but imagine that crossover. Iron Man starts singing, <laughs> um, cruising for a breeze. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, Mac. Uh, I kind of find her annoying in the first one, but I guess she's kind of meant yes. to be. Because as someone that likes to just you know enjoy a musical, and she's mm-hmm. complaining all the time. But I like the fact that she has an arc. I mean, Brady doesn't really need an arc in this one. His his film's more the second film. This mm. is Mac's film, and it, that even comes at the end in, in the last one where she goes, I'm Mac, and whatever, it's all choosy and dreadful, but yeah. wonderful at the it's same It's supposed time. to be her character yeah. progression, yeah. and then I feel like the second one is based more on Ross Lynch's character. Brady, get it right. Brady. Uh, um, so American, isn't it? Um, Brady. Yeah. Um, and Mac. But, and she's. But I think where the actual film comes really good is when you have uh, Tanner... I can't remember mm. her name. What's her name? What's her name? Why have I forgotten her? Oh my god. Oh my god. What? What? Layla. Queen of the Be- Layla, Queen of the Beach. Uh, like those characters, I think the actors know exactly what they're doing and do it to their complete yes. strength. Yes. Mm. Especially, especially the guy that plays Tanner. I think, although he's annoying, he's meant to be. Eventually. I was going to say, I whilst watching them both, it was, I found that Tanner in the first one got on my nerves and in the second one, he sort of like slowly started to wear me down where I was chuckling at some of the things that he was he's doing. Barely, where I was like, he's also, he is just, just feel, this character feel, that he's a like dim one. I feel like in a way, this film, although uh, Layla gets a lot of stuff in the second one as well, I feel like this film is more the girl's film. And yes. this And the second one's more of the guy's film. Um, I like the biker gang. I like the setup at Big Mamas. I like the surf people. Mm. I think it's, I, th- I like the fact it's a traditional... We don't like each other. Then they come together for yeah, a common it's, goal. Yeah, it's, it's a feud. Thing. Yeah, like uh, I love the stuff. I love I love the really smart music. Like the the song "Like Me." I think it's really good. It plays on the fact how we've evolved over the years. Where they're like, mm. girl girls like guys that are all like shiny teeth and big muscles. And Freddie's like, no, you can chill out, mate. What the what the hell are you doing? <laughs> chill, chill out, mate. Um, <laughs> and like the fact that the girls think they have to impress the boys. Where like um, Max, stuff sort of like you don't. I like the fact that obviously mm. it's messaging to kids that you can be who you want to be, but I think it's also done. Oh, percent It's done yeah. in a fun way. It's not like the. In a it way, doesn't scream out a, to you from fifty-five style. Would I be right if I said it's better than what Doctor Who did last year? It's probably, putting messaging yeah. in a, put messaging in TV. <laughs> like probably yeah. Um, I mean, it's like Team Beach has always been ever since it was on. Yeah. I feel like it's always been there as a as a, as a bit of fun on a on a. Saturday afternoon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also I think I like the pokes that fun at the the movie stuff. So you just yes. you just have people in the background that would like play guitars and the music thing would start. Um, you have random transitions where they just jump in location out of nowhere. Yeah, and they change. And it's it's the actors notice this as well. Yeah, I feel like it's quite refreshing seeing yeah. somebody in a film reacting to them being in a yeah. film and being like, "What is going on?" <laughs> So now I genuinely would say at points it's really I mean to wrap this up I think Team Beach it's pros over Scooby Doo 
Uh, the fact that it knows what it is, it sticks to that. I think the songs are good. Not that Scooby-Doo has any songs, so therefore you can't really compare it in that well, way. Well, you know... Uh, Who the voodoo? You do. I Pass the dooby to the left hand side. Pass the dooby to the left hand side. Left hand side. I don't know the words, but no, it's. I think I think it knows what it wants to be. It knows it's a cheesy musical, and I think all the actors are having fun, and it's just a lot of fun. Do I think? Do I think in terms of? Do I think it's a stronger film than Scooby Doo One? Yet to me, yes. Like if you if you gave me the option of watching. Team Beach one or Scooby Doo one? I'd probably go Team Beach. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes would agree. I think Team Beach one's got like eighty two percent or something, which is oh, mental. Shit. The Scooby Doo's in the low thirties, I think, yeah. which is a travesty. Come on, critics. Um, no, I think Team Beach one's just a stronger movie. I like where it ends. It allows to see like you. I think it does. It ends in a place where they could even just not do a sequel, or do a sequel. But I think the fact yeah. that the characters are sort of Obviously, you said that that Scooby ones about them working together as a team. But I feel like the fact that we don't get much time with them being separated, that it doesn't really feel like they weren't a team. It feels like they were a team for mm-hmm. the whole movie. Which they don't they don't officially come back to the very end. But like, there's not much problem between them. As soon as they got on the island, they have like a two minute argument and get over it, and then they're back to investigating. I mean, there's a bit of like one upmanship. But as soon as they go into the spooky house, Fred's making the calls again. Shaggy and Scooby are messing up again. The mm-hmm. others are like it doesn't feel like they actually split up. At any point, they would split up in their little groups like they always do. But that's like what they did beforehand, anyway. I don't feel like yeah. there's any consequences to that first film. I feel like okay. Team Beach does that better. Okay, okay, I see that. So, I can't, what was your first point with Team Beach? No, it's just a lot of fun. Like, okay, yeah. Um, oh, he knows what so, he knows what he wants to be and just sticks. All, all oh, okay, thing. yeah. I I agree with you there in that Scooby Doo. It it's sort of the the film wanted to be higher budget without it just being some random bloke in a mask and that is obviously they they played with that at the beginning of the film the lunar ghost um the lunar old ghost. man willikers i enjoy uh, that. i always enjoy that thing because there's those i i, I always enjoy that scene with the, 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 pink, the barrel and the yeah, skateboard the, the, and everything. Ba- the barrels like the pink barrels it's like so therapeutic to see that will get knocked down every time yeah yeah definitely um i and it, it i always find that um so with with you saying that it doesn't feel like that they've broken up. I think it's not necessarily supposed to feel like that. But you said. I think it. But you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a go when you. No, go course. ahead. Go ahead. Because you said earlier that the new equilibrium is them being a team again because they break up at the start. Yes. But there is no. If they never. If they never really break up, there's no new new equilibrium. Because new. it's supposed to be like to like two years later. No, but they get back together at the end of the film. Yeah, I know. Right, so get the, any the airport scene is set two years after they all walk out on each yeah, other. Yeah, but you don't see, and it's you, and it's you don't see the when end. they get onto Spooky Island. Like you say, there's the one-upmanship where yeah. Daphne sort of walks off by herself because she's yeah. still in a hissy with these people, for, for, and Scooby is and Scooby and Shaggy are still trying to yeah. get these people to work together, yeah. and eventually they get what they want for three minutes. No, it's it's not three minutes it's, though because there's no, it's, literally it, the it, entire part where even even Shaggy throughout the film is yeah. trying to to in, uh, get with this seduce, Mary Jane girl. Seduce. Let's just say it. It's trying to seduce this this girl basically, um, and it's like it's pulling him away from the team, and Scooby is the only one really being okay. affected by this. Okay, I know. I know. It's like two years later. I'll give you that. However, I can't believe I'm comparing these two because it's completely unfair. But there was there was a low budget film that came out last year called Avengers Endgame, where there was a five, <laughs> where, there was, where there was a five year gap 
Yes. And you saw the effects of that gap. Yes. I'm just saying, if they dedicated... You see the effects no, of the gap in de- Scooby-Doo as well. If you dedicated five minutes to, like... You see Scooby and Shaggy in their van. You don't see... Yeah. You don't really see much of the rest of them. They just, they're just No, the you airport. see them at the airport and then they yeah. give exposition. But that... Yeah, but it's, like, it's not done very well. I don't know. I, 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 I can't remember what uh, Fred was doing before... He's, he's an author. Yeah, but, Many Faces of Fred. But, like, he literally is like, oh, I just released my new book. And Velma's like, wow, I've been working with NASA. And then Daphne's been just, uh, learning Taekwondo to saying, defend herself. I'm just and saying, like Team Beach does consequences better. Just saying. Okay. Just saying. Your argument okay. is literally, they argue for about 15 minutes of the runtime, and they're, by the f- end of the first act, they're kind of back together again. Until they get slowly taken over by these creatures, but then they're fine at the end. I don't know. I feel like if we saw more of the two-year gap, if they had ten minutes mm. extra runtime, <laughs> we saw Fred writing his books, saw Velma getting on with whatever, saw Daphne getting on with whatever. I feel like. But it... then, would would that have fit into this film? Yes. Would that have fit into yes. Scooby Doo? How? Because how? The, because you're saying that the the new equilibrium or what the end goal is is to get this team back on the same page. Mm. But you don't see them not on the same page for long enough. But no, you, I think you, you do though, no, because like no, no, the no. entire thing is. The entire, like, until they get to the spooky right, castle, right, right, right. it's it's Daphne doing her own thing and trying to g- get one up okay, on the others okay, to try to prove okay, herself. Okay. I'm going to counterpoint it. Go, go back to the... And also, this film is I'm about gonna, Shaggy and I'm Scooby, gonna, mostly. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to counterpoint you, though, right? Okay, go ahead. Say, for example, uh, Captain America Civil War. This is just a plot level. This is nothing to do with... Yeah, you. go ahead. Was Captain America and Iron Man working together the whole film, but they were just trying to one-up each other. That wouldn't be a good film. They wouldn't see the separation there. That's just Captain America and Iron Man. The team. Yeah, but the no, reasons but for the, them the, for the Avengers yeah. splitting up were very different no, to the yeah, to the reasons that Mystery Incorporated split up. But mate. I'm saying that one-upsmanship is not a sign of split. Even in the old Scooby-Doo shows, the animated shows, they'd always try and one-up each other or try and be the one that solves the mystery. That's just what they do. That's not a, a sign of split up. They even, the, no, even the old in, Scooby-Doo even, shows, even in the second, they would they be a very even, very set. Even, even system in the second film, me. even in the second film, Velma and Velma's doing her own thing with Seth Green, trying to find out more stuff. Shaggy okay. and Scooby go off by themselves, so nothing's changed. They all still try and one up each other and try and solve the mystery. Literally, I can see that. literally, the plot of the second movie is Shaggy and Scooby. We can solve the mystery. I can't do a Scooby impression, but you get the point. And they go to this nightclub, and he gets an afro. Then, literally, they learn fucking nothing. I'm sorry, I figured out my point is a lot better than it originally was. The second film, they just revert back to doing the same shit they were doing in this film. Again, my point proven. They don't learn anything. Okay. Okay. But then, again, that can be counteracted with the entire idea that it's episodic. Yeah. In that, the, the first film did this thing that worked so they redid it but with Shaggy and Scooby trying to prove themselves rather than Daphne sounds like you're in making, different sounds ways sounds like you're making excuses um, no, it sounds like sound, sound right uh, excuses are what I am making I, I agree with you that that it, it feels like that there's no no character progression in this but I don't think it's supposed to be how are you supposed to progress characters that have existed for 50 years beforehand you know they did it in, they did it with the Marvel stuff They've yeah, I know, but the Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. no, no, doesn't play okay. completely off of comics. If you read uh, the Infinity Gauntlet comics, it's completely different to... Uh, even even uh, bloody 
Civil War, Civil War is completely different in comic than it is on film Absolutely. and stuff like Absolutely, that. Yeah. And it, it's it's the, the pe- guys, the MCU has poetic license over these things, so they can change it if they want. And everybody has said to themselves that the MCU isn't the part of the comic universe. That's why the multiverse exists, because each comic universe is supposed to be a separate thing. With Scooby-Doo, it's supposed to be the same characters that you've seen over and over again, just rebooted. How are you supposed to right. progress a character like that without it being in their own little arcs? For example, with Shaggy and Scooby uh, slowly, like, Basically, Scooby gets jealous. Fine. Round one. I'm still talking. We get the point. No, because because I'm still talking. You spoke for like 15 minutes. Let me speak, man. Like, so with Shaggy and Scooby, their entire uh, arc in this film is Shaggy's attention is no longer on Scoob. It's on this girl, Mary Jane, and Shaggy starts to basically be a shit friend. And it's about the arc of them doing that. Daphne's arc is about her trying to. defend herself and then obviously Velma's arc is the same thing as it is in the second film and that she's trying to get a boyfriend but <laughs> like that—that that, that is the arc of that film and I feel, I feel I feel like character progression in Teen Beach movie isn't much better sounds stupid doesn't it it, it, it actually does sound stupid coming out of my mouth but like character progression I feel like Brady in this film hardly changes at yeah, all yeah absolutely I agree but then, and I'm gonna make the Ma- I'm gonna make the Max I'm only gonna, change make, is that she's I'm decided gonna, not to do what her uh, arm wants. I'm gonna make uh, no. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make your point. This film isn't about Brady. You said the film is only about Shaggy and Scooby. Um, so look, look this film. Now I'm gonna say this now. No, go ahead. Um, say if you were say, go ahead, we're, Alex. We're at the same, do it. We're at the same age. <laughs> if you were deciding to go to university and then hmm. change your mind, that's a big choice. That's not like a little. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And I think it's playing. Obviously, it's playing to a bit of a slightly younger audience than what Mac and Brady are supposed to be. But okay. as someone that's that old, like going to university is a big choice. And the fact that she obviously this is her mother's legacy that they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like subtext to it. It's team. It's team Beach movie subtext. What's going on? Um, I mean, but, there's a lot of subtext to the um, entire Mystery Incorporated. Split shut up. Like that. That's a pretty big decision, and that happens at the beginning. No, it's so. not because they're smart enough to be. They're smart enough to be alone. That it's proven when he writes his book and Velma's. Obviously, they work better together, but they're good. I don't. I feel like the characters enjoyed their company by themselves anyway. I don't see the. De- if anything, I think they're more pissed off being in the team together. Um, mm. Whereas I feel like Brady and Mac, you can see them being together is. What it's what they want as characters. They want that. They work together. What are we doing, man? Callum, come back quickly. Um, <laughs> this, I'm enjoying it. I genuinely am enjoying this. This is like being back at college. It's great. Um, I, I, I feel that way. I'm gonna I'm gonna say I think character progression in Team Beach is a lot better. I think the fact that not only does Mac and Brady give some of their values to these old '60s movie, but also mm-hmm. the fact that these movie characters also give some of their Values and some of their characteristics. These characters is good because that's unexpected. You think yeah. you think the entire movie would be Brady and Mac maybe fixing some political correctness, which I do do in some cases. Mm. Um, I I know I really like it. But then, is there any other character progression in it apart from Mac? Yeah. Um, Where? It's um Layla. It's it's all about the fact that she can choose to be obviously. Yeah, but that's the second film. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the first film where she wants to surf. Although it's the plot of the movie, Mac still brings it along, and that's what helps Mac 
become her. Yeah, I know, too. but that 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 goes that goes back into Max story arc. All right, fine. That that's to do with Max story arc. I, Whereas yeah. in Scooby Doo One, they all have their own individual story arcs inside this inside of the film. Except Fred. Fred doesn't do anything. Yeah, Fred, fucking Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> Fred just has nothing to do. But I do agree with you that the story within this and the character progression is more organic in 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 Mac's storyline. But then that's obviously an original character I'm that mad. they've had time to yeah to to progress and everything, right. and it's up to them what happens to them. Ding ding ding! Scooby Doo wins. Don't don't concede like that. I'm conceding. I'm, no, what? You can't concede. I'm conceding that Scooby Doo one beats Team Beach one, but now this is awful for me because I feel like you because prefer- you prefer the second Scooby Doo film and for some and reason. also the second Team Beach film. Do you? Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you also like Rise of the Skywalker, so I think I just like sequels. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe, maybe. Um, I don't know. Um. No, because, yeah, I don't like the first Harry Potter film as much as the latter ones, but maybe that's an age-acting thing. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Daniel Radcliffe couldn't act. I think the first first Iron Man's slightly overrated. I don't think it's one of the best. Really? I don't think it's top five, which some people put it. Wow. Do you think it's a top five MCU film? I don't think it's a top five, but I do like the film. Oh, I like There's not a bad MCU film. Really. Ah! Thought the Dark World is a bit. Well, it's mm. boring. It's not bad. They had to recap it in Endgame. <laughs> like they actually had to recap they the t- film. They turned it into a joke. <laughs> yeah. Um. But no. So Team Beach Two. It's a bit. It's essentially the opposite of Team Beach One. Instead of the movie characters are coming into the real world. Uh, yeah. Brady and Mac are back at school, and now they've got to deal with the troubles of can they coexist whilst yes. being at school. And, and there's and a lot of jealousy and, going and on. And, and although it's trivial. When you're a kid, this stuff is legit. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Like, again, this stuff is very cliche, but I remember mates having girlfriends that they would have at school that they'd still get out with over the summer, mm. and then they'd struggle to talk to each other, struggle to find the time. Obviously, this is done in more of an adult way, where Brady, as, as they said in one of the songs later on, called Gotta Be Me, he, he's kind of laid back, whereas, uh, you know, uh, Mac gets stressed. He's a very uh, yeah. work-heavy person, whereas... Brady in this film wants to create surfboards and Mac the entire film is essentially not o- not opening up to Brady she won't let him talk to her so Brady feels like he can't tell her this surfboard thing because he feels like she'll be disappointed so his battle is going to university or college as they call it and I think, mm. I think the reason I prefer this film is because this is the stage that we were at six months ago it's like this is okay. I think I related to it more because I was we, we've just done that phase not the girlfriend thing but the whole you know Choosing your future, what do you want to do? That sort yeah. of stuff. I don't know, man. I just related to the second film more. I like the more adult themes like that you have with the guys coming through. I like the fact the stakes are a bit higher in this one, with yeah. the film literally vanishing out of existence. And with that, you get you get a really cool uh, redo of the original uh, Fallen Fear, which I think is better than the original version, where you just have some of the characters okay. messing about. I like the fact you have... Um, yeah, I like the fact that you get a bit more of the the more lesser characters doing stuff in this one, so you get a bit more of um, either the lead biker dude having a bit more to do. Um, he's sort of trying to be the lead, but he's scared of water and stuff. You obviously yeah. get that fish out of water comedy, which is always fun in these sorts mm-hmm. of films. Um, 
I think you finally see a lot more of Tanner's personality where he's worried that yes this is the yeah. film that, that he definitely came through as a full character for me well, especially like seeing some of his some actual emotion from him as well yeah which was nice whereas um, I feel like that this film in I'm helping you out uh, this film for me is it has a progression and a character arc in Brady which I would relate to more but then it also has the entire is her name Layla? yeah the entire Layla character arc where she's deciding that she doesn't want to do what she's doing but then by the end of it she's okay with what she's doing because she realises she actually has full control over what it is you know um, I think, and I feel like no, I, that sort of a similar it mirrors uh, Max's storyline to the first film, where she's deciding that, hey, I don't have to do this thing that seems like it's set out and laid out for me. I have control over what I do. This is where you come in and say, yes, George, thank you for helping yeah, me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, <laughs> but no, I, you know, when thinking about it as well, I don't know how you feel. Obviously, when you're younger, I think you, everyone prefers the first one because it's a lot less serious. I'm actually going to say that this second film is um, a lot more grown up than the first. Obviously, it's still made for kids, so there's not like swearing and blood or whatever. But the themes that it's producing about, you know, choosing your path, do you be you or do you go on something that will help you mm. better? Like, we've had to think about that. Like, do we actually want to go off to university? Where, we're to, where, where are we going to go? You know, is leaving our friends behind the right thing to do? This is all yes. in this film. Yeah. This is like this, and it's done in a way where I was like, I had the same thoughts as these. Like, I'm leaving all my, I knew I'm, you I'm did. leaving all my friends behind. Even you had that moment. Where you're like, mm, you know, no, I, I, well, I didn't have that moment. You, I was you, trying to help you. you no, it. no, you did at one point. Um, did I? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I've always wanted to go to uni. Yeah, yeah, I've you have. But they, they, I mean, I've always wanted to go to uni. But it's always about the the worries of leaving people behind and all that sort of stuff. Um, I don't care who I'm leaving behind. Shut up, yes you do. Once I'm gone, they'll never see me again, they can forget about me. I'm just passing through, you know? I think the music, um, although some of the songs aren't as cheesy anymore, uh, you still get... I think they're more cheesy. I, I, I almost cringed at a couple of the songs in I, the second well, one. The entire, like, smiling song where they're trying yes, to get everybody that, outside that the cafeteria was, that, was ri- that was written in a That was written by a 12-year-old in the competition. Was it actually? Yeah, so you've got to put... You... <laughs> GG, lad. That's all right for a 12-year-old. So, you, so you've got to put that in, like, context. But no, I think there's a lot more smart comedy, like you said with Tanner as well. Like, there's genuinely a really hilarious bit where mm. Brady's trying to tell how to walk down the hallway like a regular bloke. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's one of the best scenes in, the, in, the, in that film. And I actually kind of like the... <laughs> I like that song. I don't think it's that bad. Um, I like the dance number at the end. Um, although it's dumb, it's better than the. Uh, I do hot, like the the sort of it's better than, football job it's better, at the end where he's like, "We will not talk about this ever again." It's better, and walks off. It's better. I like the I like the end dance. When, when he, I like the ending in the, of this film. It's a lot smarter and darker. The direction mm. is actually really smart. But we'll get onto that when we talk about the story. But when Brady comes out the water, you don't know what's going to happen, and the fact that he just goes past Mac after times change. Yeah, I think it looks. Good. I, I think the ending songs so much better. <laughs> However, I do feel that the entire end is the end bit is sort of rushed in that film. Like yeah. the entire like they sort of suddenly there's like five minutes. It's like you say, there's five minutes where they're they're not together, yeah. and then suddenly they they've rekindled it and they're fine. Yeah, I mean, 
It's Scooby Doo One syndrome. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know. I just like, like you when you're like, it doesn't really bother you. It doesn't really bother me because the the, the whole thing is that I guess it's the two things they're destined to be together, no matter what, isn't it? Yeah. And the fact that Layla changed the movie, but she changed it so that they still end up together. I like the shit of how she somehow throws the leather jacket through the film screen and stuff. Yeah. Like that stuff's brilliant. I like the fact that it's kind of ambiguous whether they remember right at the end or not. Because she mm. winks at them and they sort of do like a double take and then they just hug. So sort of like, does she, has she given them? A, does she have the power to do so? It's all. It's, it's all. Does she is she suddenly a god? Is that what is that what happened? All, Did she turn no, into a god? The best song in the series, which is on my own. It's not the like the most bouncy, fun one to sing, but it's the most like grown up one. Where he's, you know when um, Brady's meant to, like he's worried about being on his own and stuff. He's talking about his feelings. That's a really good song. I really like Silver Screen when they're trying to explain t- like the mm. the moving sets in that one. It's more of a visual thing that I like about that one than the that mm. I think the chemistry between the actors is a lot better in this one. Um, there yeah. are some annoying side characters they bring in, like Mac's friend like, and Brady's friend. Yeah, that don't like Brady or Mac from the off for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. However, I do like the fact that. He's got some moves towards the end somehow. He just joins in the dance menu. <laughs> yeah, he starts great dancing. <laughs> but no, I think I think the songs are actually slightly better. Like, I think I think for example, I think uh, "Best Summer Ever" at the start is a better opening song than mm. "Surfed Up" or "Surf Crazy." Yeah, I think I got I like the uh, the "Got to Be Me" song where they have this amazing dance number. Like, I don't think that is well choreographed. I think that's a lot better. Um, I like I like the fact that they kind of re- reuse some other songs, but they said do them a different way. So meant to be is a lot more sad in this one, whereas in the first one it was a lot more of a romantic sort of, you know, we're meant to be together, bouncy, mm. find the right one. Um, I don't, I think every I think it's just more grown up. I think I like that fact. I like obviously I like the cheesy element as well, but I think the story arc's a lot more relatable to me than Let Loose, because we let loose already. Okay. I think that I, for example the lesson is. You should you should obviously work, but you should have time to let loose as well, which is what Mac can't do. But whereas this film is, you choose your own destiny, and that to me, okay. obviously it's all cringy bollocks. But to me, that works a lot better than the first one. But then I I'd always seen the first one as a as a you can let loose story or you no know, you can uh, change your destiny or choose your destiny thing as well because it's about Mac coming to terms that she doesn't have to do this thing that her mum wanted her to do because it's not what she wanted to do and in the end her mum just wanted her to be successful in what she wanted to do um, so I I think they have very similar uh, sort of stories both of these films sure um, so. Scooby-Doo. I, Scooby-Doo 2. I prefer it. I, I prefer the first one. I don't. Funnily enough. I, I find that the... So, the second one is a return to proper, proper Scooby-Doo. Where it is a man in a mask. Um, control it. Or a woman in a mask as it ends up yes, being. Yes, it still has those you magical know. elements as well. Yeah, of course. Um, um, and obviously, they literally have... The monsters are coming to life. And it's... But rather than them being brand new monsters that they've made for this film uh they've they've brought back the classic ones from the original uh, uh where are you scooby doo yeah, cartoon yeah it's like um it, for example, i know this is a very small thing but this is it's like if marvel decided to bring back like loki teaming up with thanos teaming up with the other villain from something that you'd like like it's literally the best hits of the cartoon yeah. And I don't know, I think, again, it's a nostalgia thing, but I just prefer it. I yeah, like the, definitely. I liked, I, th- I think the jokes are a bit funnier. 
Um, I, 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 they 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 hit better, don't they? I, it's like I, I remember being a kid and being uh, obsessed with the scene where Scooby is uh, that they're trying to be uh, Shaggy and Scooby are trying to be better detectives, and that's sort of their arc throughout this film is that they they are trying to be yeah. better detectives because they feel like they screwed everything up, and. Scooby's there taking down notes yeah. and Shaggy's like right man what did you get and he's like bunny <laughs> he's yeah. bouncing it along I, like, I, I like, used to be obsessed like fact, with that scene I like the fact that they do make fun of the genre when and he's like uh, when they're at the mansion he's like what if I, and, and they get warned to not pull the thing one more time and, yeah. and then Fred goes what's gonna happen if I what's it gonna happen and he opens it up and a trap door opens up and he's and like that, ah I like the fact that um, I like the fact although it's ridiculous that um that Daphne gets out of it by using her makeup. Like the fact that they did—they yeah. defeat the the night ghost by kick him in the balls. By kick him in the dick. Yeah. <laughs> There's a sword right in the round table. There's tables. a sword fight in this film. There's a sword fight they, in there. They yeah. They defeat a candy cot. They, uh, you know, like the, the candy cotton glob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like eating it as well. They have yes, the electric yes. ghost, which is genuinely quite a terror. The ten the ten thousand volt ghost. It's, yeah. It's quite terrifying to me as a kid. The CGI isn't half bad either. No, it's not. It's they really have great. Grid- the entire the entire jousting scene yeah. where Fred is yeah. like up against they, the they have, Black Knight they have ghost. A great it's like sequence in the car chase with the uh, pterodactyl yeah. ghost. Uh, like every freaking day of my life. <laughs> um, you have um, some really funny comedy where um, uh, Velma's trying to get with Seth Green, so she wears latex. Which... Yeah, and it's like squeaky, and it's a bit yeah. odd. Yeah, and but, yeah, and then you also get like the double turn of is Seth Green evil? The actual twist isn't obvious in this film, which is nice, because they yeah, they, give, they yeah. give you multiple candidates, um, and they. Whereas I think in the first one that it was obvious that it was Rowan Atkinson, because who else could it have been? Yes, of course. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think I prefer because it's a lot more fun. Obviously, the story isn't great. It's just kind of the mystery team go against monsters. But as you said, that is like a thing to the. Cartoons. That is that is Scooby Doo, yeah. Um, and I like the fact that it's sort of a team up. I like the fact in this way, in this film, because it's so ridiculous, that the ending is so ridiculous, it works better. <laughs> yes. Um, With the entire like surfing around the ice yeah. and everything. I like the fact as well that like I like the fact that the final twenty minutes is just one big battle where they all split yes. and fight different ones. I like I mean the only one the only part about that I but I guess it's a demographic is when they Get rid of the the uh, minor forty niner by um, farting on him. Farting, but like yeah. it's fine. You're allowed one. Of- it's a kids' film. There has to be one poop joke. You know, like um, I like the fact that there was generally quite a nice sequence as well, where um, Captain Cutler comes out the water. I like the fact mm. that in this one as well, in, it's kind of an ode to Spider-Man. Mystery Incorporated are shunned by the public. They yes. like. They are turned against. I have to go out to that old shack, and then we get a lovely sequence with new radicals. You got the music in you, which yeah. I, that is like a guilty pleasure song of mine. I think it's actually quite a good song. Um, you've got I got an interesting flashback sequence as well, which is really cool. I don't know. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think going back this, to when I, they were teenagers. I think in this one you actually learn a lot more about the characters. There's a lot more camaraderie. I don't. I just prefer it. I think it's a lot more fun. All right, cool. And that's my debate for Scooby Doo Two. Why, why do you not like it as much? It, no, I. It's not that I don't like it as much. I just find that there's more for me. It's a nostalgia thing for the first film. Uh, my granddad. Uh, don't tell anybody, but my granddad burnt the first film off onto two separate discs, which meant that halfway through the film, you had to take out the disc 
and put in the second one, and I still remember the exact moment in the first film where you'd have to take out the disc and put in the next. I still remember it. And it's like, the second one, I just, I just feel like the first one has more of a of a feel of childish wonder than the second film, because I feel like the second film just, I don't know, it didn't have the same feel as the first film, you know? And I, but, I particularly prefer that, because I didn't like the feel of but the first it, it's, it's The second film is supposed to be more like, what's going on? Yeah. I was I was going. Should I watch Scooby Doo tonight? I was gonna I was gonna say I heard a big ba- a bang that sounded like a a door hammer. Anyway, um, door hammer. So, uh, someone knocking on the door. Anyway, um, so what was I gonna say? We were talking about the. Film. All right, Scooby 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 Doo Two is more. Uh, it, it reminds me more of the actual co- of the actual show, and I feel like that's what this one was trying to do. Whereas the first one is trying to be it's it it's trying to be Scooby Doo on a higher budget, yeah, like you know. Whereas way... this one had a lower budget, and it sort of showed. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we I, I didn't see this, but do you remember like two years ago that a Power Rangers film came out and it was trying to be all dark and mm. stuff? Like, I don't like it when you take a kid's cartoon or kids show and then try and make it big budget I like the fact that this time they just went yeah. we're going to make a live action version of the cartoon that you watch because for example when when you try and do that stuff that's when things are at their best when you try and manipulate them and turn yeah. them into something they're not like Scooby-Doo on that island and they you know like obviously the mystery element is there but that's why I don't like I don't like the whole soul sucking part of it I like the fact that in this film that it's the, the mystery gang having to pull together to fight their greatest hits Rather than fight Scrappy Doo, I, I, that that's it. Just feels like it's obviously it's all ridiculous. It's all silly, but <laughs> it just feels like every act ends with a different thing happening. Like I remember, okay. like the last half an hour of this film is mental. Yeah, definitely. Legitimately, I like the fact that there's a lot more going on. It's not just one story. There's a couple like subplots in this mm. one. So if you don't like one thing, it cuts away quickly. Whereas for me and the other one, the subplot are Shaggy likes a girl. That's the only thing going on. But then, but then the subplot in in the second film is is Velma likes a guy. No, but you also have Fred. Does he know whether he wants to be the leader anymore? Can he hack it? Is he good enough? You have. Is that actually? I don't remember. That's that when being he, a... he worries when he, when they're in the uh, treehouse. He's like, oh, I don't know. Have I done a good enough job? True, true, uh, true. You have like um, yeah, you have the gang wondering if they're up to it anymore. Can they do it? Yeah. Um, you have uh, like everyone thinking about their self worth to the team. I think that 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 is a lot better than they're just arguing. I love I love how this is this has turned into you just talking about Scooby Doo too, and I'm like, thank you for I doing lo- my job. I for love me. I love both of them. I I I, I love I love, yeah, of course. That's a f- I feel like obviously for the first ones of each. Um, but that doesn't mean that I don't yeah. adore. Yeah. The second one as well, yeah. No. Um, overall, I'd probably say if I had to rank all four films, I'm putting the original Scooby Doo at the bottom. Really? Mate, what is wrong then with you? Then Team Beach 1, then Team Beach 2, then Scooby Doo 2. I put. Going. I'd go Team Beach 2. Scooby Doo Two, mm. Team Beach One, mm. Scooby Doo One. Mm. Scooby Doo uh, Team Beach Two is not at the bottom. Um, 
It is. I just, I just, I just put it there. No. Um. <laughs> I feel like the, 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 I told you we should have just done the like the first two films or whatever it's, because because now we've run out of stuff to we, say we've, about the other we, two. We, we've killed we killed two birds with one stone, mate. We've, we've, well, I think I think we could have done we, a mate, we, a Scooby Doo one versus Scooby Doo two. No, mate, nobody. Yeah, but no one would want that. It's just arguing about. <laughs> we already know the answer. <laughs> what, In our minds, what's the answer. You prefer number Scooby-Doo one. Scooby Doo one. I prefer number two. Um, no, because <sighs> you, you, it's a debate. We debate. It's it's up to the comment section. Who wins? Yeah, no. This epic pot. This epic cast of guilty pleasure. Um. Guilty pleasure <sighs> film review. But no, in conclusion, I think the sequels of the of the series are stronger. Um, I don't, I don't, I just, I mean, as you said, nostalgia's coming in for Scooby Doo One there. But I also think you prefer the story of Scooby Doo One. I just, I yeah. just like the fact they went basic for the second one. I like. See, I think, I, I think, I that... think the second one's funnier. I think the cast is stronger. Um, I, I think the villain's stronger. Although Rowan Atkinson is a lot of fun, but he's barely in the first one. He hmm. pops up in like four scenes max. Um, Mr. Monteverdi. Yeah, whereas in almost every different scene, as soon as you're 20 minutes in, uh, different villains popping up out the corner. Um, you have great action sequences, although there's a lower budget as well, which, if anything, makes the film more impressive. Mm. Um, like, I, I can tell you, almost every villain has their own little sequence. Like, even the skeleton boys have that little, like... Yeah, the the trash can lid yeah. skiing sequence. Like, yeah. if- See, I always, I always prefer the, the first film in a series... Because it's new and it's fresh. It's like I prefer the original trilogy to the prequels or the sequels. Uh, when it comes to Star Wars, I think, every, I I think everyone does. The it? first, yeah, I know, but but it, it's because in those films everything is new and they're constantly showing new things. So that it's so like the first Scooby Doo film. It's new and they're trying something new with the film itself by by having this spooky island, having the gang broken up at the beginning and reforging their friendship and rekindling the fire yeah. that is Mystery Incorporated. Whereas Equilibrium for the second film is, yep, they're they're doing stuff together and then Equilibrium for the... Uh, return to Equilibrium for that film is they're still doing stuff together. And Jonathan Jacobo's back in prison. Like... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, I always, I always feel that that being introduced to the new world is always more exciting than returning to a new to, to returning to a similar world, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I I I disagree because I think the worlds of Scooby Doo One and Two are vastly different. I would say you're going into a new world anyway. Um, almost. I'd say the character. Yeah. I'd, yeah, because Coolsville versus the island. I prefer the location of Coolsville, although you can tell it's a lower budget. It's darker. There isn't that mystifying part of it. It's just your regular home, which again is more relatable. I like the fact that. It's the film is a faster paced. Yeah, I think I because the first one, the first thirty five minutes, nothing happened. They're just wandering around yeah. an island, and when you don't like the characters anyway, when the characters aren't the strong point of the movie, and outside Shaggy and Scooby, they're not. Um, it's very boring. I think the villain. I think you have to agree the villain in the second one is stronger. Without qu- I see, um, there's no way you think Mister Monteverius, who turns up three times before the end, is stronger. No, because it's supposed to be about the entire cultist island view, isn't it? Because it's not... Scrappy-Doo isn't necessarily the main villain. The main villain are the creatures that are working for Scrappy-Doo. It's like, it's like the main villain in, in this film ends up being Jonathan Jacobo, 
who is is so, a man in a woman's mask in a mask. Just one, you know. Just ask, just like, asking them. So, would you say that the villain of Journey's End and Soul on Earth is the Daleks and not Davros? Yeah, I disagree because Davros is the one. Car- obviously, he gets overruled at the end by a good old um, um, Dalek Khan. But, I think but until that, until no, no, because they're working together and they're technically working for Davros. It's Davros's plan. Because Davros is the creator of the Daleks. But it's also his. So the having rea- Davros the reality, in an episode is just the having rea- the Daleks the in an reality, episode. The reality bomb is, da- yes. is Davros's plan. So therefore, Davros is the villain. Yeah, but the, the but like, then that can be said for every single Dalek story yeah. because every single Dalek well, no, story Davros is Davros's plan. Sometimes, no, like, sometimes the Daleks think for themselves. Like in Victor of the Daleks, they're not doing that for Davros. In like in for Daleks in Manhattan, they ain't doing that for Davros. They're doing that for the Daleks. Okay. Like I think I think Scrappy Doo is the villain of the first one. Okay. I I think I think I've in stories that have Davros and the Daleks, I always take it as two. No. So link, the Daleks are their own thing. I just said, yeah. So in in which case, in which case, fucking Davros's plan is always what the Daleks are doing if they're linked. Yes, that's what you that's just what said. I mean. Davros is a is a separate entity to the Daleks, even if he's created them. Yeah, you know. I agree. Yeah. So it, it's it's Davros and the Daleks. So what are we arguing? Just for? like how it's Scrappy Doo and these monsters, because Scrappy Doo didn't create these monsters, fine. did he? Yeah, fine. I I want to kind of know how he convinced them. <laughs> oh, so do I. I'd love to know. Was that. that a deleted scene? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, no this podcast is becoming our longest podcast, so we need to. I was going to say it's almost two hours long, so we should probably slow the roll on this one. Anyway, guys, I, before we go, I want to say the regular thing of hope you guys are doing well. Keep this next week. We'll be back with normality. Uh, I promise you. I in the comments in the comments or on Twitter, feel free to to send us DMs of, of who you think was right. If you've well, seen both well, of these well, sets of films cons- or well, if you haven't, maybe consider watching these films after this and having your own opinion and stuff I like th- that. We would absolutely love to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. Next week we'll be back. Well, obviously this, this week we're back with an audio commentary on Thin Ice. We're back with our regular review mm. of Doctor Who with School Reunion. Um, I can't wait to get back to that, to be honest. This episode has been a fever dream. I'm really... I apologise. This is probably been my second to least favourite to film. Um, this has been my favourite to film. Um, 100%. This has been my favourite. There was just no structure. I'm a structured Yeah, man. that's what I like. I'm a structured, I don't like structure. I'm a structured man. Um, that's why I've never been in a full-time relationship. <laughs> that's, why, that's why the co-host is the man that has to structure a quiz together. <laughs> me, and him get, me and him have the same dream, so it's two versus one. You've been beat. Um, well, maybe I should just leave. And no, leave you and Callum. no, no. I love you too much. Look at him. Look at him. Now he, now he's all pouty and crying <laughs> because I threatened to leave. Don't leave me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, this has been fun. Um, obviously, when you know, George doesn't dislike his time on the Timeless Podcast. That's... No, of course not. It's just I prefer getting into proper debates. That's why. That's why I get when I get passionate about something. I, I like to uh, just just talk. You know, you get, you get passionate to the point where you, you make people worry for my safety and well-being. Sometimes. No, because there's a screen between us. Yeah, but they, 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 they yeah, but they, they don't know that after this is all done, <laughs> you could just come to my house and clock me. <laughs> be like, "What did you say about Star Wars?" <laughs> anyway, follow the podcast on Twitter. There'll be a tweet out this Monday about your opinions yeah, of on course. school reunions. So we can read those out. 
Now, if you'd like to, it's always easier for us to compare with what you think. If you do leave an out of 10 rating, but that's not required, just give us your thoughts. Um, as I said, thin ice on uh, Sunday uh, to, be, to be listening to. We've got a quiz to do. Go, go, sign up to Callum's quiz every Wednesday at the Doctor Who PG1. Um, I sound good. I didn't even have to think about that. I just knew. Um, follow George on Twitter at Antenbudprod. I'm really trying for him to use Twitter more. He'll get there eventually. Follow me on Twitter at AlexKing underscore Dom. And uh, follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at uh, The Timers Podcast. You can listen to us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or Google. So if you're listening on to one of those now, you can follow us on Spotify, especially give us a review on iTunes. If you do give us a review, we'll read them out. The only one we've got so far is actually done by Callum, so there's no way of reading that one out. Um, <laughs> but no, we'll see you guys next week with the normality, the things you like, the Doctor Who stuff. And we'll see you guys then. Until then, guys, stay safe, and we'll see you guys soon. Bye-bye. <laughs>